For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to He Said, She Said. I am your host, Travis Reed, and I am with my co-host, Tashira, Hi, everybody. Tashira Thomas, Miss Sassy Poo. Nah, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> so me and her were talking, and obviously, um, you know, full disclosure, me and T have been friends for a really, really, really long time. Um, she knew me when I was still hooping overseas, playing professional basketball in Germany. Um, I don't know. I feel like I met her on Facebook. That's, that's uh, crazy. I think we met on Facebook and I don't remember. I feel like, yeah, we met on Facebook. I honestly and, don't remember. Yeah. I feel like it was on Facebook. Cause that was the only, it was no Instagram then. So when we met, no, I know it wasn't IG, but I didn't know that it was social media related. I felt like it was because I wasn't going out back then. I felt like we met we on have Facebook. So many mutual friends. We do. I don't remember. I don't we have remember like a hundred. That's true. Yeah, we have like a hundred friends that are mutual. You know what I'm saying? From like, because we went to, well, she knows a lot of people that went to my high school, A.B. Miller. And, uh, you know, I went to A.B. Miller just several years later. Keep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it real. Yeah, yeah. Well, you many, know, I, many, I was, many years later. Oh, wasn't many, many. <laughs> but she, she got jokes right now. She got jokes. <laughs> no, many years later, guys. <laughs> so, Five or six or something <laughs> years later. So, yeah, she went to my old, you know, stomp ground. She followed in my footsteps, biting me. Um, but, yeah, so we've been, you know, like I said, friends for a long time. And so this uh subject that we're talking about today is something that's near and dear to both of us because she's dated a lot of athletes don't say no 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 i'm oh. not gonna allow that okay no, maybe not a lot her. not a lot uh she a lot that makes it seem like i'm just like passed around through athletes and that is so far from the truth um no i well, why you got to take it there anyway? Because you say a lot. That is, I, I mean, I just mean. brain is going to go. Okay. No, not a lot. Okay. Not a lot. Let's just retract that statement. Jeez. Okay. Um, that was rude. What did I tell you about that? We're in public. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, um, she dated athletes. Okay. And I'm a former athlete. So. I could talk to you. We're going to talk about athletes in relationships, college, NBA, overseas, growing up. Um, athletes, uh, you know, their first relationship is with their parents or 
whoever taught them how to play whatever sport they're playing. That's mm-hmm. their first relationship. And in that relationship, the parent or the person that that taught them whatever sport is kind of catering to them. So for athletes, we have been catered to ever since we're little when it comes to being in sports because everybody else has to change their life in a way around to fit our schedule. Yeah. Y'all are spoiled. Well, no, no. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so (laughs) anybody who dates us growing up, high school, college, you know, overseas professional NBA has to change their life to be with us. So I want to know, since you've dated athletes, uh, very successful mm-hmm. athletes in, you know, multiple sports, mm-hmm. um, how was your life forever changed? Or how was your relationship in dating an athlete? Um, so I have dated somebody that played in the NBA and, mm-hmm. um, that was by far a lot more stressful than when I dated somebody who played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that basketball players are, um, and this is no offense to anybody, just my experience just seem a lot more <laughs> like needy and a little uh, more of, you can look at me like that all you want. People will actually be able to see these episodes now. So this is, I love this. Keep on with the dirty looks. Um, (laughs) um, Just a lot more needy and a lot more, um, I guess, requiring a lot more of like the attention. And um, so, like I said, this is just from my personal experience. So, but um, I would say that it's not for the faint of heart. Um, There's a lot of gaps in time and, patience required and yeah it's it's a lot because like you like you alluded to um just I think that athletes especially on a professional level are so used to people bending to fit their needs that it is sometimes difficult for um, them to see the needs of others because they're so used to everybody being worried about what they want and what they need. And they have, you know, assistance and, you know, depending on who they are, coaches and, you know, <laughs> teammates and all those kinds of things that are um, kissing their ass <laughs> all day long. First of all, first of all, and I need to cut that off. I don't kiss anybody's that, ass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you know, that's not true. That's not true. So what I told my ex was, I don't work for you. <laughs> I'm not your fucking employee. So watch the way you talk to me and how you treat me. So obviously we're not together. He's an ex. So it didn't work out. In a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think, um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, Let's just go to my ex. So he's like over there squirming in his seat because I'm talking about his friend. Yeah, no, 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 (laughs) no. Like you can't. We're not. First of all, we're not more needy than a football player. I think football players. I don't. I know some of them. You know what I'm saying? I think that if it's needy, it's on both sides are equal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, No, sir. (laughs) But basketball players, we have a longer season. 
Obviously, we play a lot more games, do a lot more traveling, we do a lot more of everything, a lot more stress. Mm, no, I don't know. I think that maybe um, from your perspective, it might seem that way. But I think like with football, um, even though the season is shorter, it's more physically demanding. Yes. Yeah, so I agree with that. I agree with they that. are, um, you know, it's just a different, it's just a different ball game. But yeah. literally, but I'm um, um <laughs> a different ball game. So anyways, um, yeah, that's just been my experience. Like I said, I haven't done it, dated a ton of athletes as Travis alluded to in the beginning. I didn't say a ton. I didn't say a, ton. Said a lot. And I'm still irritated about that. <laughs> I'm not going to put that out there like that. I have dated two people who played in the NBA and one in the NFL. Don't do me like that. Two. Yeah. Oh, see, see, I'm, this is hey, this is good, folks. This, this is my first time finding this out. I knew one dude who, um, who you know, I'm saying who she dated, who was like not saying like a personal friend of mine, but I knew of him because he's you know his family, and my family grew up together. But yeah. um, yeah, I didn't know about this other dude. You know, short lived. What? <laughs> well, he was a more. He wasn't. Before. He wasn't around long enough to write home about. You know. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay, okay, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I would say this. You know, like speaking for myself. You know, like I told you, like a lot of people who I've dated in the past, and I had to realize this now since I'm not a you know an athlete. I'm a former athlete. Is that people bended their life to be with me? And I was just me. I didn't have to, I didn't want to bid my life to other people. I gave a perfect example of, you know, if she's listening, cool. My my college ex, she was an athlete too. And I used to like, you know, like going to her games, but not all the time, you know. But, but I wanted, but I, I need, she, I needed her, not needed, but I wanted her at all my games. Yeah. And like, she better be sitting next to my mother Cheering my ass, cheering her ass off on me. Nah, but um, spoiled, as I said. The, the first of all, not spoiled. It just you want. It that is. Sequence. It's a sense of spoiled because I think that, like I said, you guys are so used to people bending towards what you want and what you need that it's not always. And this is not. I'm not going to put this on every athlete because I think that obviously each person is different. Um, but. I think that a lot of athletes are just so used to people doing things for them. They're the center of attention. The conversations revolve around them and what they're doing and their sport. And I think it's hard sometimes for you guys to look beyond that and be able to have a conversation with people about how their day was, you know, or, you know, what's going on in their life. It's not always about you and basketball or you and football or you and hockey or whatever. So I don't know that we have a lot of professional athletes, probably from Travis's other podcasts, an athlete's journey that listen to this, but I would just encourage those men and women to make sure that they're taking time to, you know, talk to the people they love about something other than them and their sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <That's> <laughs> and See, I will I, say this. So, Travis, I'm going to tell a little story about when you first came back from overseas. Okay. So, um, when Travis first came back from overseas, um, 
and he was reacclimating to regular life, quote unquote. Um, it was tough. And I know we've had this conversation before. And um, I remember it sticks out in my mind um, that you got your apartment in Riverside. I know you don't live there anymore. And Travis went, you guys, and bought like a bookshelf and some and a table. <laughs> and I talked to him like the day after he bought this bookshelf and he we were just, you know, talking on the phone like we normally do. And he goes, T, I did something. And I'm like, what'd you do? It's like, I put together the bookshelf by myself. So at first I wanted to be like, the fuck, nigga? Like people do that shit all day. (laughs) And I had to stop. I had to stop myself and remember where you had just come from. And the fact that you were 30 something and hadn't put together a bookshelf, <laughs> like out of a box and no shade, but it really like took me like, you know, like a processing to be like, I'm so glad that you acclimated back well, because we both have friends that didn't. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Is like you you didn't live in the real world for so long. And so the pride, and this, and like I said, this is no shade, but the pride that was in your voice when I talked to you about that bookshelf and how excited you were that you had done this by yourself for yourself, no assistance, no help, nobody, you know, oh, I'm gonna have Task Rabbit do it or the people put it together or whatever that you did it yourself. It was like a different sense of pride. And so to people listening, it might sound like it's a fucking bookshelf. But for me, (laughs) it was way beyond that. It was like, you're really feeling your way through this new world that you're entering for the first time. And so um, it's, it's good to see your growth, you know? Um, I know that that transition coming back to regular life is not easy by any means um but these are the things that I talk about with people about like when you when you date an athlete and like I said it's not any shade but it's just like you guys are so used to having all of these people that are just doing things for you that I think that something as simple as putting together a bookshelf is like you never would have done that three years prior to that somebody would have put it together for you would have come to your apartment and would have been done you know what? You know what? You're 100% right. And not only did I put that bookshelf together, I put a shoe rack together. I also nailed, put up stuff all over my apartment so my apartment isn't all the way bare, no walls. <laughs> I, I nailed up plaques and my son's pictures and all this stuff. So, yeah, yeah, no. And that's something like it was a sense of pride because you hadn't done those things. So I just encourage you. So when you say you're not spoiled, those are the things that I'm talking about. And I think that the more money you make, the longer you stay in the league, no matter what league you're in, NFL, NBA, you're playing overseas, you're playing hockey, you're playing soccer. The longer you stay at that elevated sense where you have fans and people adorning over you, it's almost like you guys expect that from the person that you're dating. Yeah. Okay. 
you do have a point when it comes to that because I know I do. <laughs> Look, it takes an athlete wants to be at peak performance, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, we don't have the time. We want to focus on that, like one thing, you know. So, me for basketball, I want to focus on basketball so people would do stuff or help me out with things. So I wouldn't have to focus on that that stuff and just focus on the basketball. So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, if I went to a basketball game and, like, you know, I was playing a game and I needed tickets, right? Mm-hmm. UCLA had a ticket guy. Here, here's the names, here's the list, here. Send it to him, done, right? Yeah. Rather than me giving me the tickets and me handing out tickets, you know what I'm saying, to each person or whatever before the game, I don't have time to think about that. I just want to focus on the game. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I would say this. I agree with you because women had to family, too. Like, mother, everybody, like, you know, played their part, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, they take care of things because they, they want the person to fix, I mean, to fixate on what they're doing as far as basketball. Like, my example. My mom would tell my brother and my sister, don't bother me before a game, you know, don't call, don't talk, you know, um, unless it's something extremely important because he needs to be focused. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was conditioned um, when I was dating the guy that played in the NBA. I was literally like, I look back on it. I was super young, by the way, you know, I don't want uh, 21-ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 22. I remember. Um, Yeah. So I was conditioned. Like he had me conditioned to like when I could call, when I couldn't, you know, like, or I would be like at his house, like by myself, like, because he's at practice. And then it's like, he comes home. You don't talk to him for like an hour because he's frustrated. He has to like shower, do this, do that before he'll even speak. So it's like this conditioning of just like, this is his program and you just have to roll with it. So I think that a lot of women chase, um, athletes because they think it's like the creme de la creme of life but I also think that it comes with a lot of sacrifice that a lot of women don't understand what that comes with and a lot of it is taking the back seat a lot of it is um being quiet which a lot of women don't know how to do um mm-hmm. but I'm being real I'm like I'm trying to be funny but like yeah. it's not like a situation where he can walk in the door and you can chew his ear off about you know he left the dish <laughs> in the sink kind of thing like have to learn how to um take everything with a grain of salt you know think about what you say before you say it mm-hmm. you know kind of thing because um at least in my situation it was like, your job is so important, quote unquote, like Travis said, nobody bother, you know? And that's how they treat. It's like kid gloves, white glove attention, 24 hours a day, seven days a week from the time that you guys develop this craft in like second, third grade. And then you're grown ass men in your thirties and you beginning that treatment since you were in second or third grade mom moves her schedule around. She leaves work early to make sure that you can get to basketball practice. You know, um, whatever the, the give is people have been giving. And so you learn how to, you're adapting to that giving all the time. And and then it becomes, um, I'm trying to remember the saying, 
because my dude says it all the time about how um, it's basically like when you give and you do things for people, Mm -hmm. it becomes an expectation. And then now that's the new standard. So it's like, I bring you lunch every day, right? Yeah. I expect expect lunch every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the day that I don't bring you lunch, you call me, you're like, where's my lunch? (laughs) And I'm like, well, me bringing you lunch is a courtesy. And I had a doctor's appointment today. Well, you know what, what am I going to eat? You know, and it's kind of, and that's the kind of stuff it's like, they're so used to you being, or, you know, people in their lives, not even necessarily the person they're dating, but the, the people in their lives being the back burner. You're here for my, um, I don't want to say enjoyment, but for lack of a better term. And when I don't want to deal with you, you need to learn how to sit down, shut up, be quiet, leave me alone and sit on this shelf until I'm ready to deal with you again. Okay. Okay. That's a lot to unpack. Um, You know, (laughs) let's just say for shits and giggles, some of that is true. Okay. All of it's true. Not all of it, but uh, you have to understand the situation, right? A basketball player, football player, this is their livelihood, right? And some of the, some of us or them are taking care of a village. The whole family is mm-hmm. all dependent on him, right? It's all dependent on him if you're going to make 20 points or if you make 10. And if I make 10, they cut me. And then all this, what we have is gone, right? This whole lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I think everybody, the reason why moms do that and dads do that is one, because they love the kids, right? But two, uh, some parents put their dreams in that kid. Yeah. And so, like, let's just say, um, you know, one parent's, you know, whatever parents, like LeVar Ball, perfect example. He wanted all three of his sons to play in the NBA. He made his wife and his family accept that. They're playing in the NBA, no questions asked. Don't say nothing to me about nothing. Yeah. Right? You have to listen. All of them are going to play in the NBA. Right? Now, he's been super successful because he had two to three in the NBA and one almost made the NBA. Um, They obviously made millions as a family, yada, yada, yada. But he sacrificed everything for them. And the wife had to sacrifice everything. The mom had to sacrifice everything for them, too. Now, the girlfriends uh, had to sacrifice everything for, you know, the, whoever was with Lonzo, whoever was with LaMelo, whatever. They had to sacrifice all that for them to, to be successful. And I know it's it's a weird standard, but it helps the athlete because some athletes, it's hard for them, it's hard for us to play good ball with a cluttered mind. We try to unclutter our mind, keep our mind free. I mean, because I, I can tell you, for my relationships, and like I said, my relationships, I was in another country, another continent. So my ex would never call me with anger because I had to be like, look, if you call me with some BS and I get fired, I'm going to lose all this. I'm going to lose my job. So you yeah. can't call me with no BS before the game, especially if you mad. And I call you before the game. You know what I'm saying you have to be able, you have to be. So everything that I just said, 
you're validating. I, I, you I, I didn't be, say you were wrong. I didn't say you, you have wrong. to be willing to be the back burner. And I know that might sound harsh, it but is. it's the truth. It's the it truth. Is. You're the back it burner. Is. You have to learn how to be quiet. You have to learn how to deal with your own issues and your own problems. Um, and I think that's not even just with athletes. I think that's with like entertainers, any movies, successful, not just movies, success, not just that, but just successful businessmen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. no successful man is going to deal with, at least for not extended period of time, all the riffraff, you know? And I think that um, I've had people who have asked me in the past, like, you know, you date this certain caliber of men. How do you get them? You know, kind of question. And I'm like, there's a few things that you, that they don't do and they don't, and they're not going to be with all the riffraff. And the, and the reason is because they do have a lot of responsibilities. They have, you know, they're taking care of a lot of people sometimes, especially athletes, because, um, they don't learn fiscal responsibility and how to tell family no. Um, so yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, taking yeah. care of, you know, mama, grandmama, brothers, cousins, aunties, you know, sisters, and then plus their own children and families and those kind of things on top of it. So I think that the pressure, um, it does make it to where like you try your best not to bring any type of drama that's going to throw them off their game. And it's also, I think like for um, like dating or, you know, marrying or anything like that, a professional or ex-professional athlete, it is a lot of like understanding the timing. And I think that that's what a lot of women uh, struggle with. Like, for example, like right now, if I wanted to pick something like, let's say, oh, I'm mad because some girl put goo-goo eyes under my dude's, you know, <laughs> picture. Right. I'm just making something up. No, of course. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to call him right now and chew his ass about this girl putting goo-goo eyes under his picture. Right. Like. If you're dating some a man of caliber, like that's not gonna fly. No. Like it's gonna happen one time and he's gonna be like, yo, that can never happen again. Right. You know, kind of thing. So I think that like as a woman that's ha that has dated a professional athlete, you have to learn like there's a time and there's a season for everything. And the Bible talks about that. Just like you can't always just blurt everything out of your mouth or say everything that you're feeling just because you're feeling it in that instance. And I think that people struggle with that. And it's like you said, about keeping their head clear, they're performing, they're, you know, they have this job to do. If they don't do it, they could lose their job, you know, all of these things. And then you lose your lifestyle. So I think it's like a trade-off. You learn to be quiet, sit in the back burner, do your own thing, find your own hobbies, occupy your own time for this lifestyle, or you have a broke man that's home with you that can watch TV and love and hip hop with you all day. Yeah. And watch you, you know, eat on a <laughs> what a eat, you know, chicken dinner or what are those uh microwave dinners? <laughs> that's all y'all gonna be eating if you broke. <laughs> yeah, so um, or a couple of noodles or top ramen or some shit. Anyway, um, 
So I agree with you 100%. You know, like, I don't know the NBA life or whatever, how you know more than me. I mean, I know from the guy's perspective. And, you know, because I never played in the NBA. But when I was overseas, um, that communication was huge. Um, but mm-hmm. also understanding of the communication. I remember it was a preseason game. And she, you know, like my ex is like, argued with me. And I had a terrible game. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This, oh, no. Never. Never. You know what I'm saying? So, like, from then on, she always knew. I don't care what happened. You don't come with me in the BS. Shut up. If I call you, everything is all good. Give me my prayer. Let's pray together. Let's get this game. Let's get this win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, let's go. And so like and that's what I'm think- saying is like, you know, even even like now, like, you know, um, I don't speak a lot about like my current situation, but like, <clears throat> you know, my current situation, like it can't be a bunch of riffraff. He he will not tolerate it. I already know. But luckily, I'm not with a lot of that. But, you know, I'm just saying that there are a lot of men out there whether they're athletes or professionals or whatever it is yeah. that are just not with all the fluff. <laughs> like, and this is where I go back to all the time and people are probably tired of hearing me say it, but you have to learn peace. Yeah. You have to learn how to be peaceful, whether you're with an athlete or you're with, you know, a rapper, entertainer, a rapper, or- a, a, the local s- store owner, you know, a pharmacist. No yep. man wants to come home to a bunch of shit. Yep, I would tell you that. Look, and I would tell you this: the worst wife situation in the world, you know, is dealing with probably a person that's like in politics, right? Or I know coaches, because coaches, head coaches, especially. They work in 16, 17 hours and assistants too. You know, 16 hour days, 14, 15 hour days, you know, whatever. Because their whole life is that next yeah. win. And the wife has to be home literally all the time by herself or with the kids. Travel, the travel. I think yeah. that's what people don't understand too is like you can only go with them so much. Yeah. And like that gets old unless you just, that's what your life is going to be. Like I, when I was overseas, there were dudes that basically their wives traveled with them everywhere they went, you know. And luckily, their wives had a, like uh, they had a kid that was a little kid. So, and, but sometimes the dude would be like, "Let me get settled first. So he would have yeah. her wait while he does his thing until she gets there, and then he's wifed up with her. But then I wonder about that too, because you, you know, you know how the lifestyle is. So <laughs> a lot more of that. I, I can neither I neither confirm nor deny that lifestyle. Whatever. Um, I think a lot of the wives or girlfriends are doing that too because they know how the lifestyle is. I, like don't, I, I remember. Don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So. Whatever. I remember my <laughs> ex telling me about how there's like these professional groupies, mm-hmm. and they like follow from state to state to state and that um, they figure out like what hotels they're staying at and all kinds of stuff. And they'll just be like in the lounge, in the, at the bar, 
or whatever. So um, there's a lot of temptation and, you know, men are not always the strongest when it comes to. Yeah, no, we, we try to run and we twist the ankle. Ah, twist my ankle. Ah, I can't run no more now. I'm playing. Um, I would say this. Uh, yeah, I've heard stories about women as far as like groupy things. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I won't say his name. Right. But he told me one time they were in, I forgot, I want to say either Chicago or Memphis. Anyway, mm-hmm. and the chick, the groupie chick found a way in his room. So she was oh, yeah, hiding, hi, yeah, hiding in his closet uh, with a robe on. She had no clothes on, you know, she and he, he was, he just walked in. It was three in the morning from, he was flying in from Chicago, wherever he was flying in from to wherever he was, you know, flying into. He had just finished the game and he flew in right after the game. She was in the closet. He almost said he punched her in the face. He almost punched her in the face because he was like, ah, like shot. Yeah, you're jumping out of my fucking closet. Yeah, he's jumping out of the closet on him. And like I said, she had no robe on. And so I won't say the story after that, but he was just so shocked of the situation. I don't know. I don't know. I I can I don't know what happened. Um, you know, but you know, like I re- like for me, uh, we had those in Europe, but they weren't as bold. So like on the road in Europe, it's you're mm-hmm. not like there for like two weeks. You're only there for like a night, a couple of nights. Yeah. So but when you get home in the club, everybody knows, most of the women knows who you are because you're the only American in there, obviously. Yeah. Or maybe one of three. And then uh you know like they know who you are. And so like you have to be strong. You know, uh, the guy. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, there's a tolerance tolerance level, you know, that I think that a lot of people try to act like doesn't exist. But Mm -hmm. the girlfriends and wives tolerate a lot of bullshit. You know? Not all. (laughs) Not all. I would say this. You do tolerate a lot of bullshit when it comes to athletes or entertainers or successful businessmen, but you also give a little to. No, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously women wouldn't be in it if they weren't feel like they were getting something from it. Um, But I also just say, you know, it's not as glamorous quote unquote as people um, portray it, you know? So, um, I just always, like I tell people, I mean, to each his own, everybody's going to have their (laughs) own experience, but you, I would just say that don't go after somebody because of what they do. Like I've never sought out somebody be like, oh, I'm dating this person because they do this or they do that. Like it's always been like organic, really like just because of the crowd that I run with and the people that I know and the places that I, I, you know, attend that, you know, you kind of run in the same circles and, you know, those kind of things. But um, don't seek out somebody because of what they're doing because you'd probably be very disappointed. Hmm. And take it from somebody who's dated three NBA guys and two NFL guys. So. No, 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 no. I didn't uh, say that. Go ahead. Uh, did you say, oh, I'm sorry, two NBA guys and one NFL. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, so take it easy. Take it easy. Don't, don't go off on me. <laughs> I'm not no. gonna go off on you. I just don't want you back. <laughs> a lot. She did a lot. It's I, like I said, I, you you try to make it say I said a ton. I said a lot. You said a lot. That's what I just said. Literally, just that. Look, let me tell you something. Those you three, three lot. more. Those three you dated three more than most women who date in a lifetime. So I always remember. Yeah, that. and let me just put a caveat on it. The first one was as serious as you can be at 21, 22 years old. Um, we had a lot of fun together. Um, we hung out, we were actually really good friends. Um, and then the second one NBA was literally like so short lived. I don't even know if it counts. Um, funny story, but I actually put him out at Chick-fil-A and. Oh yeah. I remember that dude. I remember that dude. Okay. Yeah. So I put him out of my car at Chick-fil-A in, um, right off of sunset. <laughs> yeah. I like, if, if, she ever, if she ever tell y'all that her friends know this story but she ever tell you have to get out of my car right now yeah yeah it was funny as i don't know what it was so <laughs> like funny. not later not next week i'm not taking you back you have to get out of my car right now and i literally left him at chick-fil-a and drove off i couldn't um just <laughs> rude and you know just a, a, a multitude of things um <laughs> yeah nobody <laughs> got time for that i got you but no, look, I, like I said, I know that I wasn't the best always. You know, I was a lot to work with, and I can admit that now. Um, so everybody who dated me when I was an athlete, I want to say apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize for any inconvenience or madness. It was more I've than you inconvenience, but go ahead. Yeah, let's just say inconvenience. You know, for this for this purpose that I've given you because look, I know I put people through some, uh, you know, a lot. Um, and I'm glad I, though that you're able to like recognize it now. Yeah. I mean, like being out of being obviously not an athlete, you, you see what happened in the past. And for me, it was even worse because like I said, I was in different countries. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the States, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't in the same state as the person I was dealing with. I was in another, like I said, I was in, Holland dating somebody in California, you know, so it ain't like they. I, I remember they, those days, and we would be chit chatting on the phone, and you're somewhere Australia, and yep, or in Germany, yep, 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 and so like you know, I would be gone, and like me and T at the time, we was in a different space, so like you know, we thought about it, but it was like I was gone a lot, you know, um, it was. It was different, you know? So, like, I think that, you know, she was like, when are you going to retire? And I'm like, <laughs> when they stop paying me. <laughs> when they stop paying me, never, you know? You know? So, so, I don't know. I think, like I said, um, there are a ton of perks. And if you're okay with, you know, trading one for the other, then you get what you get. But, you know, I just think that people glamorize it and I just want people to know that it's you know there's an underbelly to everything and I'm not saying it's all bad but there are definitely like you know little things that you have to work through and worry about that you wouldn't worry about in like a normal you know relationship with you know John who works in tech and brings home $250,000 and treats you well and all those kind of things you don't have to, you know, not say John won't cheat, but the likelihood of John cheating versus, you know, Brandon cheating while he's 
playing basketball overseas, probably. <laughs> well, like I said, for I 10 think months while yeah. you're separated for 10 months, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember, you know. So You're such ago. a liar. <laughs> so long ago. I don't remember. It was not that long ago. <laughs> Gosh, it's just my mind, you know. I don't, you know. No, my you. mind. It just slips it. You yeah, know? It, just, it just don't remember. But I would say, you know, you know, life was life back then. And, and, and you know, like you said, like, you know, like you deal with, you deal with everything. It's like dealing with a rapper, like. Or dealing with an entertainer, like or did, we talked about, or even dealing with a high successful man, right? You want that lifestyle. So let's say you want the house and the cars and the this and that, but you got to be maybe willing to deal with women on the side, women in this city, women in that city. You know what I'm saying? And you have to deal with a I lot of stuff. That people undervalued the wisdom that Kevin Hart, I mean Kevin Samuels gave while he was on this earth i think some of it's very true what he said i'm not saying everything he said was no i'm not saying everything i think yeah no no yeah yeah. abrasive and all those kind of yeah 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 but some of it's true yeah when you peel away like the actual message these are the things that he was talking about is like Mm -hmm. when you have a you know quote unquote high value man it comes with a lot of different you know things and one of them is that he because the percentage is so low and we touched on this a little bit in our last episode about the delusional woman calculator. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and by no means is this my name for this calculator, you guys, I just want to let everybody know. I don't think that, you know, having standards or whatever you want to call it is delusional. Um, But the caveat on that is that this man developed this um, delusional woman calculator. And um, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up while I'm talking to you guys. Um, it's called, um, you guys can go to this website. It's called igotstandardsbro.com. And so basically it's based on the uh, live searches conducted by the U.S. Census and um, NCHS. Um, And basically you can put in a age range, um, exclude married men, um, put black, white, or Asian for your type um, or all, and then a minimum height and then exclude or include obese men and what their minimum income is. And it will give you the numbers based upon the U.S. Census Bureau. So I say all that to say that sometimes I think that people don't realize how much of an anomaly it is to date an athlete. So I think the tolerance level is a lot higher because the women that do date the athletes understand that it's an anomaly. (laughs) And that's why the tolerance level is a lot higher for the bullshit because you know that there's not men out here that are six foot six, you know, and making (laughs) 
or six foot eight in Travis's case <laughs> um, and making, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400, you know, millions of dollars. So I think the tolerance level is a lot higher. It's, but you have got, to go to this. I got standards, bro, and put it in because it's hilarious. Yeah, no, we'll 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 make an episode just on that, you know, uh, calculated thing because that was really interesting when she showed me this uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, oh yeah, we got to do a show about that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's really interesting, and it makes me. It reminds me that what me and my girls discussed is that it reminds us that a lot of men are lying about their income. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Just to impress the woman? Yeah. So I think that, um, so like, I'm just going to put a, a random one in just so you guys can understand that we will touch on this a little bit more, but like, let's say that you want to date a guy that's between the age of, let's say 30 and 45. Right. And of course, um, most people don't want him to be married. So we'll exclude the married men. And let's say we're willing to accept any color, any race, Asian, black, white, minimum height of six feet and makes $100,000 a year. Let me just slide this little, I hate this little thing. It's, it's a slide it. Hold on. I'm going to show you guys this like the. Okay. So according to the U.S. Census Bureau. You have a 0.80 chance. And that's not California. That's not Texas. That's not New York. That is the entire United States of America. And that's multiple races of men. That's all races. So if we went back and we um, did a new search with just black men, I think it goes down very, it's 0.073%. So you, you add another zero to that zero. Okay. Okay. So that's just an idea. And that's based upon like the census, which collects like, you know, demographic information, um, annual salaries, all those kinds of things. You can't really lie on the census. So... People are not telling the truth. Oh, no. I can tell you this. There are, and this is, I feel like rappers do this all the time. Guys who are thousandaires, but act like they're millionaires, you know? And guys who are maybe even like you're at 1.1 million, but you're acting like you're at 10 million. But let's just say, let's go back to the guys who are thousandaires, but act like they're millionaires. A lot of regular people and uh, celebrity people do that, right? Yeah. Also, people who make sixty thousand act like they're making a hundred, and they yeah. do that to try to impress a woman. Um, because I they, don't know they, if it's necessarily to impress women, because women nowadays shop at Fashion Nova and wear five dollar tights, and these men are still trying to get with them. So, yeah, they get with those women, but I wouldn't say like the women, like women be like who wants a guy with a certain status. She's mm-hmm. only going to date a guy making this amount of money or this or that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I always feel like there are women like that out there who only date guys with this status. And so the guys have to act like they're in that status, even though they're not in that status. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, there's a lot of men that I think are lying 
Yeah. Uh, just according to the census, because, you know, everybody says they make $100,000 when you talk to them, when you ask them, I make $100,000, I make a hundred, but it's actually, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. According to the data. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a ton. It's like, everybody's a killer, but the deaths don't add up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's a hustler, but the money ain't coming in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. I don't want to like make it seem like I'm trying to shame people for the amount of money that they're making. But I think that this falls into the like, you know, living above your means and being like this calculator said delusional about the fact that you're like, and women not knowing or wanting to date in their lane. Yes. Because now we talk about this 0.73% of black men that are making over a hundred thousand dollars and are over six feet tall and are unmarried. And we don't even know if they're gay, if they want to get married, you know, whatever they don't, they don't account for all of that. So let's say that we have a small percentage of them that are homosexuals and don't even date women that shrinks the pool even further. So now you have all of these women that think or feel like they deserve this, like literally less than 1% of black men. And so you put them in situations where you have five, 10, 15, 20 women that want to get with you because of simply your status, then, you know. Uh, I mean, and, and you're hundred percent right. That choices. So- and, you know, and you can't be mad if, like, you know, like you talk about, like, this, we talk about, like, you know, sharing or whatever, you know. Like, and that's where that comes in, you know, and like, you know, and I don't mean to, like, involve that in every conversation, but, like, this is where that comes in. It's like, if if even if we have 0.73% of, of men that are unmarried, want to be married, this, that, that's not enough men for all these women in this world. We got no. a one ratio. No. And let's just say like a man, like a super successful man like that. Let's just say he wants a woman who doesn't have a kid already, right? Um, just, you know what I'm saying? So that would cut a pool like, yeah, a big pool because a lot of women and, and a lot of women already have kids yeah. by different men. Some Sometimes by multiple men, right? And so like families are always blended because the woman already has a kid from a different guy and say you want the successful guy uh, making over a hundred and yada, yada, yada to help you and your kid. That's not even really his. So he has to learn how to be a father and a boyfriend or a husband all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of, um, I guess I don't want to say issues, but I think like, obviously I think blended families are beautiful. Somebody that could take on somebody else's kid and like love. Them, oh yeah. Yeah. All yeah. that kind of stuff. I have um, quite a few like, you know, blended families like within my family. So um, I embrace it, but I also think that it can get very messy and it also depends on the, I mean, there's so many caveats to that, but the maturity level of the people that you're dealing with and for a very long time, um, up until pretty recently, um, I never dated guys with kids. <laughs> Ever. Well, and I, I have would... kids. 
And people yeah. be like, that, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you, you have kids of your own, but you won't date somebody who has kids. And I'm like, it's not even the kids. Cause I freaking love kids. And everybody who knows me knows, like I would have a whole sprinter van full of kids. And um, she's not playing folks. She, not she wants a village. I'm I like, want a dude. whole entire village. I want yeah. as many kids as I can have. And I'll probably have kids into my mid forties. But anyways, um, so taking on other people's kids is not the issue it's the other parent that comes with it the crazy baby mamas the crazy ex-wives the scorned ex-wives the you know (coughs) bless you um the scorned you you know ex-girlfriends the failed relationships and the inability for some women to allow a man that they used to be with to move on and I never wanted to um, involve myself in that because I don't like mess. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, all that makes sense. And all that is a big pile of gumbo that you have to deal with dealing with an athlete. Ooh, or, gumbo. You know what I'm saying? A big pile of gumbo that you have to deal with an athlete, you know? So, yeah. Um, Sometimes with athletes, they got multiple baby mamas, you know? Look. We talked to we talked super successful athletes, the NBA guys. It's the NBA guys. The, most of those guys are millionaires. Most of them have multiple baby mamas, you know. Uh, some 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 of them have four, five, six baby mamas, and all by different women. I mean, yeah, all you know what I'm saying? Like Dwight Howard. You know, Dwight like, Howard like has that many kids? Yeah, he's like five kids or six kids, but five different women. Yeah. You know, like you you people That's wonder why. Yeah, people wonder why rappers, successful rappers or athletes have like multiple babies' mamas. It's because everybody's after them. Yeah. And like, I mean, and as a man, like, even as, just not even a man, as a human, like if I come to you and I'm like, Travis, you want a cookie? And you're like, no, I'm on a diet. I'm not eating cookies. And I'm like, okay. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, you sure you don't want a cookie? Look at how they smell. Oh, this cookie's pretty. No? Okay. 15 minutes later, I come back. You don't want a cookie? Are you sure? The 10th time I offer you a cookie, you're probably going to take it. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, I, just give me the cookie so you can stop, you know, asking me. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the perfect example of that as far as baby's mamas, look at Future. Oh, he is just a rotten mess, though. I mean, you know, look at, look at Nick Cannon. You know what I'm saying? So You always want to come for Nick. And I won't allow it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving an example. I'm not coming for him. Either one. I won't allow you, know you coming for Look, him. If you, I don't if, know why I just have such a soft spot for Nick Cannon in my heart. I don't know why. I've never met him. I don't know anything about him. Um, but he loves his kids. Oh, you mean all 10 of them? Yes. But these women know what's going on. They're sister wives. They just don't want to admit it. To <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Look, future baby. Look, I don't care what nobody say. Future baby mamas do. Sierra knew she was baby mama number four or five. You know what I'm saying? So look, does that does I okay? So like as a woman, when I hear that a man has four or five children with you know four or five different (laughs) women, to me that's like a blaring red flag to like run because you haven't been able to work out any relationship with any of the women 
that you sleep with? And do you have to have a baby with every woman that you sleep with? Jesus. So I just wonder if like for men, is that like a a red flag as well? Like if I came and I was like, yeah, I have four kids by four different men and you know, you you're trying to pursue me and we're talking or whatever. And like, Oh, you have kids. Yeah. Four, you know, you know, this one's this age, that one's that age. And, you know, they all have different dads. (laughs) I would say this, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different, it's different strokes for different folks. Right. No, I know there's no general, but I'm just saying like, in your opinion, like she had four kids and she had four child's fathers. For me, I wouldn't do it. That's just me. Like, I don't know, like different dudes can speak of different situations, but me, if you have four different babies, daddies, then there's an issue with you, right? Like, and so that's what I feel like for the women too that are dating these men who have that could kids. be that could be, yeah. I mean like, what what's for the men, it's a, it's it's a it's they're trying to spread their seed, but like for a woman to have four or five babies daddies, that's <laughs> it's the this is like she's not all mentally there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, think I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. And that's you know what drift stroke. That different. was a judgment for sure. <laughs> she's but, not all there. How can I don't think that? I don't know if she's all there. She got four or five babies daddies. <laughs> that's just me, right? That's just me. So, you know. Now, like I said, one, oh, thank God. Okay. That's great. Even two. Okay, you might have, you know, you tried one and then tried another and then it didn't work, it didn't work. Okay, fine. But once you get like four, three, four, five, six, or whatever, yeah. Let's just say two and then I'm the third. But um, yeah, uh four? No, no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's just me. Like I said, I don't judge anybody who does, and yeah. I'm pretty sure there are people who that do. But that's just me. Oh, I, I know that there is a women out there that have, you know, multiple baby mamas. I mean, baby, babies, yeah. fathers. But I think that it's like, I asked you that question because I feel like women catch like this, like super judgment if they have like kids by multiple men. But for men to go out here and like have all of these women, you know, some pregnant at the same time, they got Irish <laughs> twins, <laughs> you know, they got kids we're, born in the same year. We meant to spread our seed now. <laughs> we're, asking, we're, meant to, we're meant to do that in, our, in this life. <laughs> but no. Um, Show me where that's at. <laughs> it's it's in the Bible. Men are meant to spread your seed around town. Yeah. I mean, after, before you get married, spread your seed. What? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So you'd be but, okay. Like some woman's supposed to be okay with you having like seven kids by five different women, and then she just signs up to be, you know, number eight, number look, six. Like what? Like, I, I like, look. I I would want that for myself. That's too much of a headache. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you know, like one baby mama is enough for me, more than enough. So <laughs> if I had five or six, oh my God, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, no. So five or uh, six, you, and that's what I think about that kind of stuff. Like you talk about the rappers and that kind of thing. But I like, like I always say, I think that's like the extreme. Cause then you think about just like, 
you know, and I, I always say little Pookie in them, but <laughs> like, you know, like you think about just like somebody who's just like irresponsible, right? like who does have, you know, children that are all over with different women and all that kind of stuff. Like what would future, would, would it be okay for future to have all these children or do, or Dwight Howard to have all these children mm-hmm. if he didn't have the money? No, it would be irresponsible. I think that so you the have money to. Makes it okay that he is spreading his seed all over the United States. I think if he, if, if it's life choices, right? Money, no money. Uh, with Dwight, like I said, and future and Nick Cannon, they feel like they can financially handle the situation. And uh, okay, fine. But if you're a guy that's living off of food stamps, you can't be having six or seven because. You know, six or seven kids by six or seven women. And there are guys like that. I'm not saying there aren't. But I just feel like that's just uh, financially irresponsible as a man. And a woman. You know what I'm saying? Because it it takes two. Like, if he has... Continue to have kids while you're not able to provide or barely providing for the ones that you do have, Mm -hmm. I think it's like a really selfish move. Like, you know... It's, it's irresponsible. Like I said, it's irresponsible for the parent because the kid has no choice, mm-hmm. right? The kid has no choice. He, you know, he comes into this world with no choice. It's strictly the choice of the parents. And I would wish and hope that more parents would just think of it as that. If you can have a kid, have as many as you can. If you can afford it, have as many as you want, right? I'm not saying as many as you want, but as many different women. I don't believe in that. But let's just say as many women as you want, right? Or many kids as you want. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, like you want to have a, a sprinter van full of kids. If you can afford I a sprinter van full of kids, fine. You know what I'm saying? God bless you. Because I don't want that. But um, I know my friends make fun of me all the time. They're like, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not uh, normal in that sense. Like, there's not a lot of women that want to have like a million kids. But like 19 kids and counting and like all those, the, the Derricos or Derricos or however you say their last name, um, like those shows are like, oh my God, to me. Yeah, no, no, look, Johnny K plus eight. Yeah. You know or the well, Octo. A bunch of kids at, at once. But these, like the, the Derricos, they have like 14 kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It. No, 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 no. The black family that lives in Vegas, I believe, and they have like 14 kids, and she's like pregnant every year. I love it. I'm like, girl, yeah, have as yeah. many babies as you want to. I mean, hey, like I said, I don't judge anybody, only God judges, but no. And she has a <laughs> van. I want her van. <laughs> just, get, just get a bus. Stop playing around with it. <laughs> no, I don't want a bus. Yeah, get a bus. You know what I'm saying? I need, a, a, I need, a, I need something swanky, you know? A sprinter van, a little bit. Just get a, get, a, a, get a souped up bus. <laughs> a little sprint, a Mercedes Sprinter van. I think it seats 12 or something. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have 14, so they need more. They need a bus. Yeah, I think they might have two vans. I'm not even trying to do Yeah, that. that's what I'm they saying. That's what I'm saying. All their kids in. That's insane. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. That's I'm so, so much cool. fun. Can you imagine how much fun their house is? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you mean no? They would they don't ever sleep. Dude, man, oh one of them kids is up 24 hours a day. They don't ever sleep. Are you crazy? <laughs> no. 
They no, sleep. They, they don't sleep. One of them kids is up. One one's up at midnight. One's up at one. One's up at two. One's up at three. I mean, they're, they're not all first. babies. Like I think their oldest is probably like a freshman in high school or something. I like know, but they have a lot of babies. Off. They have a lot of babies. Yeah, and then they have like they trickle, they trickle down. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you that. Like I'm not talking about like having like eight babies at one time or like six six tuplets or something you like said that. She had one every year. That means yeah. they have from zero months to fourteen years. So. Either the zero one, the months one is up, the one year old is up, the two year old is up, one of somebody's up every you know, they don't sleep. They have no sleep at all. You gotta sleep in shifts. Yeah, no rest ever. So no, I don't I would never want 14 kids. Take a vacation. Uh 14. Oh God, no. 14 a month. One of my sons is enough. (laughs) Can you imagine 14? Oh my God, I would I would strangle them. I would go to prison. <laughs> you can't be strangling kids like Homer Simpson did. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just, strangling I'm just playing. I'll be a be straight. Why are you little? No, no, don't strangle your kids. I don't want to get in Please trouble. Please don't strangle. Don't listen to Travis. Y'all. No, no, don't no, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't strangle my son. I'm just playing. But on that note, we are going to stop this before. Dating an athlete or successful people, because I I definitely feel like we can go on this topic for a long time. You know, we might not ever come to a uh, necessary middle ground, but let's just say we agree to disagree. Yeah, and I think that if you have dated an athlete in any capacity, I'd love to hear from you and like hear what your experience is. And if you're married to I have a couple of girlfriends that are actually married currently to like professional or retired athletes and um want you guys weigh in yes please do because i'm a former retired athlete and when i do get married yeah that they'll she'll have that experience of marrying a former athlete you know we're 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 a blessing that's what we are so no i'm not saying there's anything wrong with you guys i'm just saying it requires a different type of work that's all oh no I, i agree like i said it was the best years of your life you know what i'm saying and it still no, is. No, I'm living the best years <laughs> of my life right now. Yeah. And why is that? <laughs> I think we know why. Hmm? Why? Because the person that you're dating now is? An athlete. And thank you. A, a former athlete. <laughs> exactly. He's a former athlete. And we make you... Except we we just give you you know we give you a different energy, different happiness it's that you different energy. Have. It's a different it's a, it's a it's different that, that, um yeah you know that you'll never have again and you'll never have you never had before in your life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this is it, y'all. I'm done dating. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Athletes athletes bring you that energy, so you just better accept <laughs> that and just know that you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just, on that I'm, note of Travis tooting his own horn and throwing <laughs> all his brothers in with him, we're going to go ahead and let y'all go for the night because I have to catch a plane in three and a half hours, y'all. Yep. Yep. You can catch her at um, Sent from Heaven, and that's the number four RM. And I'm on, uh, that's on IG, excuse me, and then on uh, Facebook, Tashira, T I S H I R A. Last name is Thomas, T H O M A S. Yep. And you can follow me at Travis W Reed, that's R E E D, uh, Travis W on Instagram. Uh, I post all my social media on there, and then also on Facebook, I post all my social media on there too. 
uh, Travis W. Reed, not all together, obviously. And like I said, it's R-E-E-D, Travis W. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we will talk to you later. Peace. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube